hello there, and welcome back to Joygasm, where we chat about video games, movies, and pop culture. I'm Russ, Xbox Live Toaster360. You know it, he is Steve, Xbox Live. Steve, bitch. And we survive the Forsaken Shores in episode 90 today, October 5th, 2018. <clears throat> to get the most out of Joygasm, you want to make sure you follow us on your social media of choice and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, and SoundCloud.com slash Joygasm TV. Also, for exclusive and early access, check us out at Patreon.com slash Joygasm. Today, we're going to be, as you probably put two and two together, we're going to be focusing the topic of the day on the Sea of Thieves latest DLC drop, which is the Forsaken Shores. But first things first, Steve, I haven't seen you in a spell. How you doing? Mm, Russ, do you want to know how I'm doing or you just want to go right to what I've been playing and watching? That's what I want to ask you, huh? Steve, I would like to know the Cliff Notes version. I don't want to know the <laughs> Dear Diary version. <laughs> I suppose before you start that, though, <laughs> I do offer uh, the listeners an apology because... For, you I, better. I believe for the very first time last week, we actually did not drop a Joygasm podcast episode because I was deathly ill. And also, uh, Steve just really, for some oddball reason, didn't want to come over and uh, try and test the fate mm -hmm. of... Uh, possibly getting infected. The risk is less now, but still very prevalent, Russ. Especially when I walk in the door, you're like, oh, oh, oh that's good. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to breathe all that in. Yeah, just keep on. Uh, that's what we do here, Steve. Wafting it out. Um, and we're I keep it in the family. Wad of, of used tissues still over here. That's I will have you nice. know, actually, that is the current wad of tissues I forgot to clean oh, up. I actually went really? around today with one of those little uh, white plastic glad bags. And uh, <laughs> I was able to clean up most of the Kleenex. In the back of my mind, though, I was thinking, I thought there was more. And now that you astutely pointed that out, I see the error of my ways. Took me all of two seconds to, to see it rub in the dryer. But no, a yeah. sincere apology to all of you out there just mm -hmm. because uh, we did not entertain you uh, last week. Hmm. And um, uh, yeah, but we are back and uh, we're happy to. Continue where we left off. We're back and ready to attack. Ooh. <laughs> the first second shores. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve. What? You know, I have been able to keep tabs on you here and there. No, you haven't, right? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that sounded so nasally it gross. Did. Didn't it, though? Oh, man. That's the aftermath. Oh, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> That's what we call no man's land. I'm expecting like you to hawk up a loogie or like. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Go. <laughs> <laughs> these these little like I don't know what they are. The little grates that are in front of the microphone. They, yeah. they serve two purposes. One is to take away kind of the uh, hissing and popping noises. The other ones is actually is almost like a sneeze guard. <laughs> I'm trying to hide behind mine. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't gonna uh, hide from me, boy. Ever since I saw the movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman, it's uh, being around people that are sick. It's never the same. I concur. Mm. Yes. Well, Russ, <laughs> uh, if you will concur from our last episode. That was a juicy episode, I must say. We had a lot to talk about. That was we a, sure did. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, 
It was two hours and seven minutes of goodness, <laughs> which I mean, in a weird way, I'm glad that we did that because hopefully that held the, the good folks over by uh, the one week that we were absent. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, uh, where was I? Oh, yeah. So if uh, you remember, Russ. I can't remember a thing, Steve. Yeah, I know you got it all snot in there. Well, I'll tell you. You had my uh, my Netflix movies. Yes. And you have more of my Netflix movies. Yes. Thank goodness. Well, uh, the ones that you had for me last time, I was able to watch in this uh, <laughs> week. And they were uh, American Assassin. Okay. Yeah, it was with uh, your boy, Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Your B-O-I. And how was it? Uh, it was actually fairly good, Russ. I, you know, it, it, I... You I, can't go wrong with Michael Keaton in my book. It was funny. I mean, it said CBS Films, and I was like, hmm. I've seen that occasionally. Okay, yeah, I've seen it occasionally, too. Just not it's like Fox really, Searchlight Films. Uh, that sort of thing. Something like that, Russ. I don't know. Something like that, Steve. But then I rented, as I, uh, as viewers, viewers, soon to be viewers, will know from episode 24 when we reviewed Spider-Man, I was going to watch it again. Technically, we gave our impressions of it. We didn't actually do a review, which you bring up a good point too, Steve. I would like to be able to do a review of Spider-Man. Spoiler version. No, 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 no. Episode 24, Russ. I'm not talking about PS4 Spider-Man. I'm talking about Spider-Man Homecoming. (gasps) I'm terribly sorry. Which we did rate. We did rate and review. So I watched that again. Tom Holland. Tom Holland. And uh, just as good, if not better, the second time around. Actually, I would say it was better the second time around. That is a great film. I cannot wait for the sequel. You know, the uh, the spider webs, if you go back in, you watch where he sprains little spider webs. Mm-hmm. What's kind of cool is that it, it, this is in the background, but you can see the spider webs just kind of like floating back down to where they're coming. They don't go away. Or, you know, they just don't disappear. Like, I don't know. They have actually done a better job doing that, not only in the film, but also in the game. In the game, it does the same thing. No, yeah, well, that's pretty cool. I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> so gross. <laughs> Don't just like hold your hand in front of your mouth. You got to like it was cover my arm. it. Uh, I, I like that. Yeah, even worse. Yeah, right. I sneezed into your the pocket that is the opposite side of where my elbow like resides. away from your mouth. <laughs> Ugh, I'm such a germophobe, especially around <laughs> your ass. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you Steve, come on. You're not going to get sick. I'm not going to get sick. No, yeah, you just got sick. Don't, don't worry about it, Steve. You're going to be yeah, fine. Really. <laughs> That's what you said before you got sick. Hey, you didn't get sick, did you? Yeah, because I wasn't here. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man, I can't even think straight anymore. Anyway, it's happening already. Um, so, anyhow. <laughs> Spider-Man a second time. I got it out. But do love Michael Keaton in there. I saw I saw two movies this week this uh since the last episode with Michael Keaton. Indeed you did. MK. Not to be confused with MJ. So (laughs) (laughs) anyhow, yeah, no. Uh a lot of things to love about the movie, and uh I still concur with everything I said before. I I mean I Really, I'm actually really close of upping mm. my rating, actually. Oh, be honest. but uh, that's neither here nor there. I see. But uh, so, yeah, check out if you haven't seen Spider Man twice, you know, if you only see it once, do it again, get it a do, do, do over there. 
See American Assassin. That's a pretty good little action flick. Mm-hmm. That was enjoyable. I liked that one. Um, and that's, you know, kind of obviously action. <laughs> it's a romance. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> um, uh, let's see what else. Oh, I rented and saw, uh, rented, well, I borrowed from Netflix, Blade Runner 2049. Oh, such a good movie. Such a good movie. That movie held my attention the whole way through. Yes. Yes, indeed. I want to watch that again. You know, one of my favorite companies that produces art prints by the the name of Bottleneck uh, Gallery. Oh, yes. Currently, uh, as we're recording this, the New York Comic Con is going on, and... Of course, they are, are um, representing there, and they actually dropped some really sweet Blade Runner oh. prints just today. Actually, well, technically, they they first they dropped them, I think, yesterday to the crowd there. But they had some left over that they dropped to the online community. I was late in looking at my email, therefore, I was not able to pounce upon and obtain said print, which is unfortunate because it's pretty sweet. It's done by Gabs, which is uh, just a... Very talented artist. Indeed, there are. You would have liked it. I think you would have. I think I would have. Yeah, there are definitely some talented artists out there. Oh, before I uh, continue, one thing that I have to uh, have to mention. Mm. Back when we were reviewing episode or episode uh, (laughs) Spider Man Homecoming episode twenty four. Was it that long ago? It was that long ago. Twenty four. Time goes by. You know, twenty four. Are you sure it was twenty four? Or was it forty two? I'm not, I'm dyslexic, but I'm not that dyslexic. Did you have a temporary episode of dyslexia? (laughs) That was a long time ago. I'll, I'll, I'll confirm. Okay. I know you don't believe me. I'll confirm it on. I didn't say I didn't believe you. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm marveling over here. Point being in that episode within the hour mark, I had to go back and listen to it because I know I said it and I did. There's that. There's the high school gym scene where Peter Parker is doing his sit-ups and right. his, his buddy's holding his feet down. He's like, "Hey, so is Cap cool, or just kind of old man?" Uh-huh. You know, he's asking all his questions. There's a scene where these the, these high school girls near uh, Liz mm-hmm. were all just you know, kind of gossip gossiping around there, whatever, talking about the Avengers. And this girl says what I thought she said, which is, "I want to f Thor and I want to marry." Tony Stark and I want to kill whatever uh, the Hulk. And mm. I was like, she didn't just say that. I mean, this is like high school. Like they're sophomores, whatever. Like you know, this is, this is, she didn't say. Dude, I put the subtitles on when I watched it. And she said that. Well, you know, Steve, there are certain people with potty mouths ah, in high school. I guess. And they go far beyond and before high school as well. Yeah. I remember the first time in my early career in elementary school. The first time I ever yeah. heard a cuss word go. was. Second grade. <laughs> I think mine was like fourth. Had a couple of potty mouths in that class. And they were proud of it. Slip, rip, a ding, dong, slop, rap, a sing, shmaka. <laughs> what? Watch that kid's mouth. That was so. <laughs> <laughs> what else is going on with you, Steve? Well, I guess uh, lastly, but not finally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> I uh, I broke my one of my rules, Russ. <laughs> I broke my leg. <laughs> <laughs> I broke my rule, and um, we'll see how that goes. I broke my squiggly spooge. <clears throat> um, so, <laughs> usually, and I've recommended this for uh, quite a few of our listeners, they don't update their iOS until the bugs have been kind of ironed out. Mm, I do know, indeed. Yeah, I've said it quite a few times. And the reason for that is because the obviously the new iOS is made for the latest and greatest phone, 
with that in mind. So all the other devices, they have to really work out the bugs. Mm-hmm. And they make the, the operating system work with quite a few different phones, mm-hmm. of course. Right. So to save the, uh, the the trouble and the heartache and whatever, that kind of, oh, this doesn't work now. Oh, now my phone's crashed. You just can hold off for a minute, let the patches come out, and then update if you so see what you choose. Well... I, I still had iOS 9, so 10 and 11 were, they were, were crap. They yeah. were crap. I think I had 9 yeah. as well. Uh, you upgraded to 10. I, I did? Don't, I don't know if you upgraded to 11, but you definitely upgraded to 10. Yes, you did. Take a little look, sir. I don't my six plus minutes. Right. I want to take a peek at that there, Russ. So, um, I finally updated, and I, I was having a struggle because my computer would not get the latest version of iTunes, and I had to use iTunes to update my phone. So I had to go to the local... Uh, <laughs> you are correct. It's 10.3.1. Thank you very much. See, I know your phone better than you. <laughs> so anyway, I got help with it, got it updated this afternoon, and so far, so good. I got some. I got four gigs of memory back. Four gigs? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we'll see how long this lasts me. I think I'll probably still buy something uh, relatively near future, but... Uh, for now, it's good. Excellente. Yes. Nah. Mm. <laughs> ah, see, nah, you're already nah, infected. Man, nah. <laughs> oh, I guess uh, finally I downloaded the... I know Forza, 4, Forza Horizon 4 was coming out, but uh, pre its release, I downloaded the demo and played it. And um, I'm going to hold off my judgment mm. until I actually play the game. I see. Extensively. From what I can tell, though, the uh, they've boosted the sound effects a little bit more. Like they give the the, the baseline you know, internal combustion engine a little a little a little, a little more bass, a little more pep, which is which is nice. That's what I wanted. It sounded a little flat before, and I uh, mentioned that a couple times. Hmm. And um, you can tell some of the lighting is different, some of the shading, you know. So uh, we'll see how that goes. I got to pick it up maybe tomorrow. Sounds nice to you. Indeed. What about you? Well, I've had a number of things happen. I've been actually looking forward to telling you about. For one, I am no longer... Just the cliff notes, Russ. Just the cliff notes. For one thing, I'm no longer sick. I have the remnants of the sickness. But it feels good to be on the other side of that equation. You're on the uh, clean-out phase. I am. I'm. Yes, absolutely. I actually got the platinum trophy playing Spider-Man on PS4. I believe it's the first platinum trophy I have ever received on mm. a PlayStation system. Did you feel proud of yourself? I did. I oh, felt accomplished. Yeah, the game itself, I highly recommend. I think it is a swell title. I think it's a lot of fun. I think that they have been able to really capture the essence of Peter Parker and the world of Spider-Man. Peter. I really like the creative decisions that they made in there. My hat goes off to Insomniac Games for a just a just an excellent game. And it makes me look forward to seeing what they're going to do for the sequels. You know they're going to come out with a sequel oh, just you based know off of the success of the title, Steve. But no, it's it was actually um very memorable. Love the story. Loved what they did with the characters. The graphics engine. Just 
I was really impressed with how they they just recreated Manhattan. You know, you're swinging through these different districts. You have the the boroughs there. You have Harlem. You have the financial district. I was able to see Freedom Tower, which, as you may or may not know, Steve, that is where the uh, World Trade Center towers used to be. Now it's called Indeed. Freedom Tower. Mm-hmm. But no, overall, um, just everything that they did, it was definitely a love letter to the character, and it makes me excited because it no longer is exclusive to just the Batman titles that Rocksteady Studios has done, but now we have um, just a triple-A quality Spider-Man title, and it makes me look forward to seeing what other kind of superhero titles have come out, uh, or will come out, I should say, in the future, just because in the past, most of the superhero titles have been kind of subpar Kind of forgettable. They're, yeah. they're, they they lack yeah. that yeah. epic feel. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I'm happy about that, Steve. I was also continuing my playthrough of the Destiny 2 DLC Forsaken on Xbox One. Oh, that, that seems to be the word of the week. It, it does indeed. And I'm happy to tell you that this is the DLC that Bungie should have done when they first released Destiny 2. It is... I feel as though it's it's reminding me more of the destiny of old, which is a very good thing. Just in terms of, of how they have more purpose to the story, to what you're doing, the, the new uh, worlds that you're going to and going on your adventures with and stuff. And everything just feels very inspired, very just you could tell that, that the, the developers were very excited when they were working on this and they wanted to really right a wrong. So... At some point, I think it might be a good idea for you to be able to get that, Steve, and be able to give it a go. But uh, also, I received my Apple Watch. Yay for you. So I'm very happy. Thank you. Um, I really like it. I, I You know, it's, it's interesting because obviously it's not like the iPhone in terms of the screen real estate. But I do like it for a few main reasons. One of them is actually the health side of things. And this is what we talked about um, during our impressions of the Apple conference. I actually really do enjoy the little health technology and apps that they have included with the phone. It actually has spurred me on to just be more aware of how long I've been sitting, stand up, go do some walking, Ah. exercise, that sort of thing. You going to come to the gym with me now? I just might, Steve. <laughs> well, I just might. Well, just might or I was thinking about actually will. talking to you about that after the program. I'm, I'm getting out of here after the program, Rose. I'm going to make a beeline. I'm, I'm going to hug you. I guess he left me. Wake the neighbors, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> So, but the other things that I like, um, I also really like how they've implemented like just the video features. Like when you uh, flick your wrist, you uh, have wait, some, some I, fun I, features. I, I want to see the water effect. I just showed you. Like there's one. Yeah. Okay. So it goes okay, like. Okay. Okay. Here's another one. Uh, pretty sick. Okay. 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 Well, it's a, it's like a randomizer, Steve. I can't I hold my arm out here during the entire podcast. <laughs> but anyway, the cool thing is, is that you have multiple faces, just like the program where like you have the, the flames, you have the water, you have the, the fog and they have other ones too, well, like the jellyfish. They have this like underwater one. That's actually really like calming when you, every time you flick it on, you're like, Whoa, that's nice. Oh, that's nice. The other thing that I really like is that they have toy story. And so they have a bunch of the Toy Story characters like Woody and Buzz and Rex and 
Jesse, uh, there's a bunch of them that, that are in there. And so every time you flick your, your, your wrist, you'll see them doing like a, just a, they have a ton of different types of random animations in there, but it's just fun. It just adds personality and you can customize the watch face as to how you like it to be. So that's a lot of fun. Um, also too, um, there are certain basic things like they have a really basic app where it just, it, it says, Oh, it's time for you to do like a breathing thing, which to me at first sounded kind of silly, but like it has like this animation and it's like, kind of training you to just, just have times during the day where you just take in nice deep breaths and breathe slowly and stuff. And actually it will show you your beats per minute before and after, which is really nice because it actually does work when you take time out to just kind of focus on breathing. Um, and cause you to kind of just forget about the, the stress of the day. You know, they've done a study. They is, and I read something once somewhere, but (laughs) (laughs) what the heck? (laughs) So, (laughs) There was a study done where they were doing an experiment on cigarette smokers. And they found that the people who smoke, after they had smoked a cigarette and then continued their day, gone back to work, gone back to class, whatever, had the same effect as if people just took a minute to take some breaths, some long breaths. Mm. Inhale, exhale, very slowly. It's the same effect. And so when you think about it, when you, when you, I've had plenty of friends who smoke. And they say, oh, I just need a cigarette. And they'll, they'll, they'll smoke the cigarette. And they're oh. <sighs> right. And they go back in like, okay, I'm ready. Like, and then the same people, that's what they do. And then the same people who just go out and take a little minute, breather, take a breather. Same effect. Interesting. Give your brain a little bit of uh, oxygen and, uh, you know, your heart pumps out a little bit more blood and yeah. calms down a little bit. There you go. One of the nicest things about the watch is also just the notifications, which I didn't think I would like as much as I do. Mm. But what what I found is that when I had just my phone, I would just be constantly picking it up and putting it down, picking it and putting it down. Mm. A lot of it has to do with the notifications. So if you get a text or you get, I don't know, something from Instagram or an email or whatever, it's like every time that thing pings or or vibrates or whatever, you want to look at it and see what it is. Well, what's nice about the watches is that you, if you get the cellular package or whatever, basically it it's enables it so that it can, it can do a lot of what your phone does. What's really nice about that is now, whenever I get those notifications, they just come up on my watch. I'm able to just at a glance, see what it is. So like, you know, you texting me today, for instance, I was able to look at my watch and I was like, oh, okay, cool. And what's nice about that is that it doesn't force me to have to try and pull my phone out and take a look at it. And so therefore it's just, I can look at it make it a, a quick decision on or a response or whatever, and then continue on doing what it is that I'm doing. And I found that that is a large part of my daily interaction with my iPhone. There are times when I use it to make a call, of course, or if I'm surfing the um, social media or the, or the web, but I would say like a, 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 a probably a good, like 40% of my usage on the phone is based around just seeing what the notification is. Is it a text message versus an Instagram post or whatever it is, a new, like, you know, a stock article or whatever. And that's what's, that's just what's really great about the watch. You just look at it. Okay, cool. Um, the other thing that works out really well is making phone calls. Like when I called you today, I called you from my watch. And what's really cool about that is, is I can hear you just fine. And then as I'm driving, I have my, my hands on the steering wheel and, so far, everyone I've talked to on my watch, I mean, they can hear me just fine. It's not a, a bad experience. Sounds like you're on speakerphone. I figured it would probably be something like that just because my, you know, my <laughs> mouth is like, you know, two feet away from uh, 
where, where I'm at. Or if it's down by my, like there are times I'll, I'll be walking and my wrist obviously will be next to my hip. So it's like three feet away from my mouth. You know what you could be for Halloween? What's that, Steve? Dick Tracy. Don't think I won't do it, Steve. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, very happy I got the purchase. I'm still learning all the ins and outs of it, but it is a lot of fun. Um, and I'm glad that I waited too. I feel like the series four is exactly like the right time for me personally to be able to get involved with it. Yes. I've been picking people's brains who have were all, you know, they were the early adopters yes. to the Apple Watch just to kind of find out what other kind of fun little things you do with it. Uh, but anyway, played some Sea of Thieves this week. We're going to get into that later. Uh, continued playing. Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I'm in Cozumel, Mexico. The game is beautiful. I bet it is. Steve, the last two Tomb Raider games have been very beautiful in their own right. But for some reason, Crystal Dynamics has been able to squeeze even more goodness out of it, which is saying a lot considering I do not have an Xbox One X. Mm. I do not have a 4K TV. It's Christmas, Russ. I don't know. Santa might be a little more jolly. I don't know. I don't know about that, Steve. Oh, 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 I can find something in this sack. (laughs) Nope, I can't. I'm out here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm here to tell you that just based off of that alone, the game is just... And again, I've barely oh, scratched the surface of it, but man. I mean, I know you're not a big bow and arrow guy. Tell me all about it, but Russ. I'm telling you, Steve, <laughs> you need to, at, at the very least, be able to have some bro time with me. Have some, have some bro time with your brodo. I want you to sit down on the couch and just drink in some of the visuals because they've done a fantastic job on the graphics of this game. I had an idea. I have an idea, Russ. It's similar to Twitch, but. If Xbox Live were to allow you, like, other players to watch and communicate, like party chat, uh-huh. the same game. So, like, I'm sitting there and I'm watching you play. And I'd be like, oh, Roger, look out to your left. Uh-huh. There's a bear coming for you. You know, something like that. I could watch the same game and, and, and totally give you my idea and, and, and tell you what, what's happening and what I see and what you see. And, and, you know, there we go. Like a localized Twitch feed or something? Yeah. I know that Microsoft, obviously they have the mixer thing. I mean, that's probably the closest thing that you could possibly get to something like that, where like you might be able to go into the settings of mixer and then just have like a private invitation only yeah, password I, or whatever it is. I got to look into that. Cause every time I've launched mixer to, to, with a game, it's like, it's been a struggle. Yeah. Like it's, and then with Twitch, you got to have to constantly look back and forth. Like, okay, who's dude talking to me. Okay. Back to the game. Okay. He's talking to me. He's back to the game sort of thing. But yeah, more of a localized, you know, party chat type deal. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now I did mess around with the new Xbox avatar system. Have you messed around with this? I haven't, but I noticed you had, did you see anything on my account from it? No. Okay. I am disappointed in the updated Xbox avatar system. The characters are just plain ugly looking. I mean, just weird, disproportioned, ugly, like just, I I literally thumbed through all the different variations of them. I went through all the stuff. I created an updated character of myself, but it doesn't feel as close to me as my one, my avatar for the Xbox 360 did. Or your Memoji. Yeah. (laughs) It's, it's just crazy because I mean, they've been developing this thing for years Mm. and it's like, this is what you came up with. I, I mean, I would be curious to see 
what you think if you ever sit down and, and start to kind of mess with it. And I'd be curious about what our listeners think of those of you who own an Xbox and have messed with this thing. But I personally, I mean, I look at it, it's like, okay, the character I finally was able to put together is okay. But I, I didn't nearly have kind of the charmed excitement that I did after I finished making my, my initial avatar on the Xbox 360. And it's just, I think it's an art direction issue with just how the characters look overall. I mean, they just look bizarre. Well, with the Xbox 360, it was more of a thing. I mean, when you saw your buddies online, you saw how they wanted to decorate their avatars and all their avatars look kind of similar to them anyway. Right. But for the Xbox One, avatars are kind of a like a passe thing. Like no one's looking at anybody's avatar. They're looking at the, the dashboard because there's so much more happening on the dashboard on the Xbox One than on the Xbox 360. But the avatar thing was always a missing item. Like everyone I talked to um, commented on how they wish the avatar system came along with the Xbox One UI because that was such a beloved thing in the Xbox 360 dashboard was just, it helped you to, to personalize your particular dashboard and it was just fun to see like when you went into your friends list and like people who were signed off they were sleeping and then ones who were online they had these fun little animations and then sometimes you'd have certain people update their animations or get new outfits or whatever it was just a fun little thing that just kind of reinforced the sense of community and i was really surprised too um and i remember back uh before the xbox one was released i was actually working on the verizon fios mobile app for the system so i got early access i got a dev kit and i was like going through you know designing the ui for the this particular app and i was really shocked to see that like there was no presence of avatar whatsoever and and they continue on down that road and i think it, it speaks volumes that now they're starting to bring it back. Cause I think there has been just such a demand for it. People have been really requesting it consistently. I think you should put an emoji of yourself on our Facebook page. I might just do that. I think that's a good idea, Steve. Perhaps uh, in the next couple of days, I'll give it a whirl. There you go. Finally, I have bought Forza Horizon 4. And uh, don't think that I have given up on Forza Horizon 3 because I was looking at my achievements actually recently and there is a ton that I still have to get through on that game on my particular There is. And I remember I got half the achievements for you. You did? Yeah. But I mean, Forza Horizon 3 is so good. Oh, yeah. Don't you think so? Oh, yeah, I did. I think it's one of the best racing games out there, period. I concur. Now, what's interesting about Forza Horizon 4 is there is kind of still that same vibe that we got from right. Forza Horizon 3, but it's not the same. It is um, noticeably a bit different, which, you know, on, one, on the one hand, it's okay because it, it's no longer in Australia. It's in London, and you have a different persona with that particular area. I have only raced in, in, a, uh, in a couple of different types of events. Still gorgeous still love the game, everything else, but I'm curious to see like what my reaction will be as I continue playing along through it. But they, they did adopt a lot of the sensibilities from the previous title. That's about all that's new with me, Steve. Well, okay then. How about we get into some, uh, movie news, right? Well, Steve, we're not going to do that because <laughs> we're going to instead, uh, <laughs> just find our way right into our topic of the day. That's 
That's right. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. goodness. We didn't have any, have any game news or anything, right? I mean, I can't think of a few items. I'm holding off, Steve, until next week for some gaming news and movie news segments, simply because mm. I have just, like I said, finished up being deathly ill. So I'm just easing myself back into this. I don't want to, you know, go full tilt, guns a blazing. I hope you can forgive me for that, Steve. No, I can't. Well, just looking forward to talking to some stuff about you with you, with you this tonight. Well. Just, just, just <sighs> hold on to that. Use it. <laughs> you know, use it to your advantage. Yeah, okay. Uh, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, uh, before we get into the topic of the day, Steve, I, for one, would like to hear about this latest segment that we're going to be introducing to the listeners, which huh. uh, has to do with the... Uh, well, what should we call well, it? Well, let's call them uh, uh, Pop Culture Birthday. Pop culture, <laughs> no. Uh, I wish we oh, this it, is like, such a great should, part of the should, show. Should we call it like days that will live in infamy? No. Well, we'll come up with a name uh, for it later on. But terrible. essentially, this is a new little quick segment that we thought would be fun for all of you. Where good old Uncle Steve is going to actually talk about certain dates that have transpired. So this past week, we've had a certain amount of days go by. And he is going to present to you about certain significant dates that were the same dates, but just in different years in the past. That have to do with certain big games and movies that got released. Steve, go ahead. Russ, cue the music. <laughs> 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 well, let me see what I got over here, Steve. Uh, how about this one? Huh, huh, huh. That's perfect, Rod. Make a drop. Uh, you're going to wait uh, for the drop. How can I forget it? I'll just go with it. All right, whatever. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, there you go, Steve. What? What? Okay. Um, this week in movie and video game history, Rod, it's all going to be brief. So, have you ever seen the movie Lost in Translation? I have. You know how old it is? I would say it's probably about 10 years old. Close. Not really. 15. 15. 15 years old, Russ. Wow. And uh, nobody still knows what Bill Murray said to Scarlett Johansson when he whispered in her ear and then smooched her. That smooch wasn't scripted, by the way. Ah. Lucky for Bill. And what, uh, <laughs> what day did that come out, Steve? Uh, oh, well, I didn't... Uh, let's see. It was October 3rd. October 3rd. And what year was it precisely? 15 years ago was what? Uh, what was that? Uh, Carry the one. Uh, two, <laughs> was it 2003? <laughs> I don't even know. Um, so anyway, let's see. I, uh, School of Rock. School of Rock. All right. That's a classic. Remember, a classic who, uh, remember who started that one, Rose? Jack Black. That's right. I have it. Uh, I like it. Very nice. Anyway, those were really... Oh, you know what? Remember the movie? I never saw this one all the way oh, hold through. On, hold on, hold on, hold it. What day did School of Rock debut? October 2nd. October 2nd? And what year? I. You know what? Your note-taking sucks. Well, we didn't really go over the details, Russ. <laughs> you just said, hey, why don't you just say what movies and stuff came out? Okay. All right. Moving forward. Moving forward. We need to have the day and the year that it came out. Continue. That, that's great, Russ. Thanks. Good communication. <laughs> anyway, Ants turned 20. 
on, the, on October 2nd. Oh my goodness. You watched Ants, I haven't, but I know you'd like that one. I like A Bug's Life more. I know you do. I like Sylvester Stallone. Oh, <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> uh, now, here's one I don't think you've seen. This is one of John Candy's last films, Russ. Cool Runnings? That's right. Oh, I've not seen that. I've seen it. It's uh, it's, it's okay. It's kind of a family, family film. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. That turns 25 from the first. Oh, October 1st. So 25 years. <sighs> yeah. My math is not too good. Go ahead, Steve. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Now, here's a doozy for you. Night of the Living Dead. Oh, that that is a pop culture classic right there. Turns 50. 50 years old. That's right. My goodness. Night of the Living Dead is having a midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> and what day did that come out? Uh, also October 1st. Oh, very nice. Right in line for uh, Halloween. Oh. Well, actually not right in line, but for the month of Halloween. You know. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So that means it came out in 1968. There you go. Wow. Let's see. For your video games, Russ, some games of note here. Super Mario DOS. For the NES? Turn 30. Turn 30 years old. And what day did it come out? That was on the 6th. So that means in... 1988, Super Mario 2 came out. That's right. Man. Shining Force 2. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one right there. Turns 25. 25. Uh, along oh, wait, with wait, wait, wait. The, what, what day did it come out? That was the 3rd. October 3rd. So that, yeah, that, that goes right into 1993. Shining Force 2. There you go. And uh, let's see. Video game adaptation of uh, Last Action Hero. Oh, yeah. Let's see. We got uh, Boxing Legends of the Ring. I don't think I ever played that one. I didn't either, but a lot of my buddies did. I remember them talking about it. What day did that come out? That also, a lot of them came out like on the 3rd and the 6th. I don't know. Maybe oh, I don't interesting. Know. Whatever. Um, also, Bram Stoker's Dracula with the Halloween theme. Was now wait was that for the Sega CD? That actually that was multiple platforms. That was for the Sega CD. That was for the PC. That was for Nintendo. Yeah, I, remember, I remember they had multiple versions yeah. of it. And I remember playing the Sega CD one. That, I love yeah, that. that. Well, the Sega CD version only had the full motion video. None of the other ones could do it. And the CD quality audio. That's right. And they had some like moments where like it was like scripted, but like some of the, the environments had kind of a pseudo 3D moments where yeah. like it would, you kind of make a a turn, like a turn like a stage turn. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, what year did that come out? Uh. I don't, I don't have the year right. I what? didn't put the year on. How about the day? No, Russ. Okay. All these will happen within the week. I don't think it's very... Within the week, Russ. Okay. Moving forward, we'll have the days for you, specifically. Ridge Racer Arcade. Oh. Uh, like the actual Ridge Racer Arcade. My goodness. Came out. And this one's for you because we played it over Thanksgiving, but it came out in October. Joe Montana and NFL football. I have a very special place in my heart for Joe Montana football. No, was it was it the first one for the Sega Genesis? So no, not, the, no, no, the Sega CD. Oh, the Sega CD. Yeah. Okay. And do you have any date information on that one or not? You keep asking me that, Russ. Well, because because sometimes you do. You you have some of the dates, and other times you don't. So I'm just making sure. All the the, the last ones I've been saying all turn 25. All turn 25. Uh, all they all turn 25 this week. 
Interessante. So now, that, yeah, that makes sense because it would have come out around around the early nineties, nineteen ninety three. Now uh, I don't think you and I ever played this. I know I definitely didn't. But uh, Medieval, I think I did for PS one. Yeah. That one turns twenty. In addition to Fallout two. Ah yes, Fallout two. That was a game I still have not beaten, but you bought it for me, right? Did I? Oh no, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Half Life Two. Half Life Two, yeah. yeah Fallout Two. Yeah, no, you I gave don't. up on Half Life Two. That's collecting dust right <clears> now. <throat> yeah. And uh, that's all she wrote. Well, thank you, Steve. I'm glad we were able to kick this off in a matter of sorts. And you know, just like anything that gets kicked off, you know, there are a couple little bugs here and there. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll have the patches ready for you on the next episode. <laughs> anyway, back to yeah. the topic of the day at. So we're going to be talking about the latest Sea of Thieves DLC pack called Forsaken Shores, which got dropped, I want to say two weeks ago. Is that right? Mm, yep. Okay. Um, let's start off with you. What, do you, what, what are your uh, impressions of it? Well, here's the thing, Ross. So I do find it exciting. Mm. However, as with pretty much everything else in Sea of Thieves... The excitement has an expiration date. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna you're gonna visit the islands, you're gonna do everything there is to do, and then it's just gonna be part of the map. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there there's uh I I know this is kind of a long shot, but you know, had they been dropping a lot of this stuff off sooner, they could be developing more within the map itself. Now they're just going, okay, here's for second shores, and you're going, okay, I'll play it for a couple weeks and earn a bunch of loot and credit and whatever. And then after that, you're like, Okay, yeah, I've seen it, and I've played it. Yeah. Yeah, my impression of it is um, is, is pretty much in line with, with yours. I think that every time that there is a DLC drop that Rare does, I mean, there's a lot of cool stuff in there, but I can't shake the feeling of how I know that once I've done most or all of the, what there is to do, then I'm back to square one again in terms of, okay, now what else are we going to do? And really, the only thing that has kind of an ongoing grind is just trying to get to legendary pirate status. I mean, I have been playing other games like Spider-Man, for instance, so I've given Sea of Thieves kind of a long break. And now I'm back into it again, and it's fun, that sort of thing, to be back in the, the world. But at the same time, that is literally the only thing that is kind of a, a motivating or driving force to continue playing the game because there are only so many times that you want to look for a map and, and, and dig up treasure or you're fighting skeletons and that sort of thing. Or, you know, the merchant stuff is just so annoying. I mean, like the it's at first it was charming and now it's just like, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get to level 50 with the merchant alliance because it's just trying to get in those animals is a. Uh, I don't know. It's, just, it's it's not one of my favorite things to do. The Forsaken Shores, though, I really do appreciate. Let, let's go ahead and segue into some of the things that make it unique. So I like how they made the environment something to be reckoned with. I think that that that's kind of a universal appreciation that, that the gamers really do enjoy is when you get into this area of the Forsaken Shores, you have volcanoes that are erupting and that means that like your ship could be decimated on the water. You have to take evasive action at times and then you also have to be really uh, methodical in terms of when you're going to come back to a, a particular island that you're trying to, to find riches on, that sort of thing. I also like too how 
once one of the volcanoes erupts, how the water that surrounds that particular island apparently gets super hot and can injure you if you get into the water. I think that's a well thought out thing. Have you actually been burned? I, I have. And with this last time that we played, when uh, the volcanoes are punching holes in our boat and uh-huh. I was, I was uh, scooping all the water out, I got, I got burned with that too. Really? So the burned water, or the burned water, the boiling water gets in your boat and then we try and, and See, uh, that's scoop cool. it out. It still hurts you. I like that. I like that. And, of course, when you're on the islands, um, you have some geysers that will all of a sudden explode from the ground. I really like that, too. I just think that that it's it's neat to be able to have the environment be more deadly. And it's crazy because when you've been there for quite some time and then you leave and you go toward more of the older parts of the world, suddenly they become almost like paradise. Yeah. No, that's true. I mean, they've uh, they've taken a lot of the atmosphere. Uh, pr- pr- different areas of the map have different looks to them. You yeah, know, with like the wildlands and whatnot. And then you go over to the Forsaken Shores, and yeah, it looks very you know, dark because of the, all the the smoke and ash and soot in the sky and whatever whatnot. It's more perilous. And so yeah, when you leave and you go towards like the westmost part of the map, you're like, mm. oh, the tranquil waters. Oh, yeah, this is so nice. Um. But it almost seems boring at the same time because you're just <laughs> sailing around like nothing's going to hurt. You're like, all right, well, I kind of like the excitement. I completely agree. I think you that- You want a little excitement? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's, I think that it's cool that there are different parts of the map. I mean, they're like there are certain parts where the water and the skies and stuff get darker and there's kind of more of a moody, foreboding kind of feel to it. And that's cool. And then you have other parts that feel much more just tropical and- happy for lack of a better word of describing it. But I really do also like the Forsaken Shores in the sense that you have more of that sense of, of um, danger that's with the environments. And I think what's interesting too, is that the amount of time that we have put in, which we put in a fair amount of time into this, I have really not seen ships attacking each other in the Forsaken Shores area. Yeah. Well, I haven't seen very many ships at all in the <laughs> That's the thing, too. I see a sloop every once in a while. I've seen, you know, on certain playthroughs, like, I'll see a few ships, like, but they're sloops and, and galleons, but everyone's kind of minding their own business, and it may just be because it's, it's a new addition to the world, but also, too, I think there might be a, d- a dynamic there at play where because there is so much going on with the environment that you have to be mindful of and be careful of, you may not want to find yourself in a compromising position. Just a thought. It's very true, Raj. What do you think of the the graphics of Forsaken Shores? Um, you know, I think it, it fits in with the whole rest of the game. I think that um, I think they could have done a little bit more with it. Um, I mean, I would like to go underneath the water, for example, and have see like some underwater vol- volcano. That'd be sweet. Or see, uh, you know, f- find some skeleton down there that you were supposed to get some doubloons from sure whatever whatnot um you know and see all the bubbles and stuff with the with the lava coming out and the, the hot and cold water you know the temperatures and whatever i think that would have been neat and see we're still spending a whole lot of time on land right and you have a all this undersea that is totally not even being touched yeah the only thing you can really tell is uh i mean once in a while they had those mermaid statues that you would get some doubloons from fine but Where's the rest of the life? Like if you yeah. if you go okay, you need to go in this this uncharted area, which is just water, and you need to dive down, hold your breath, you know, and find something down there. 
that leaves your ship exposed and you got a time because you, you can only hold your breath for so long, but you got to go searching underwater. I mean, they, they, they have a whole different world down there that they can explore. There is just a tremendous amount of opportunity within the game that they can just continue to add to. And, and it's, I don't know, like, like it almost makes me wish that they had maybe like another couple of years to develop the game and just have more of that already included because it's just, I mean, again, it, it's the same type of issue that we've talked about. Right. Ever since the game was launched, which is just that, it's the the developers are in this constant race against the clock to be able to drop new content simply because the content that they have in there has an expiration date of sorts yeah. in the sense of, of of player interest. Right. So yeah, I mean, I think that there there's a lot that they can still do. I know that they were, they have more DLC that, that is planned. I'm looking forward to the pets and that sort of thing. What are your thoughts on the addition of the rowboat? I like the robo, you know, um, I think it's fun. Uh, I think that, you know, sometimes when you're wanting to explore different islands and see if you, like, yeah. if you spot something on the beach that you want to go get, but the whole team wants to continue moving forward with the voyage, you can just take the rowboat and go over there. And yeah, it might take some time to get back to where you're going, but you could still get there. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I don't know, just being one-on-one, just one boat, one dude, you know, no cannons. The waves seem a whole lot bigger. You know, yeah, I've yeah. seen people like <laughs> get airborne in this <laughs> rowboat um, and you can store stuff in it. You know, one thing that just came to mind, I wish that they were somehow able to do is to actually put like just one cannon on the rowboat. I know. I thought about that. <laughs> yeah, I definitely thought that, w- that would be cool. Even if it was like a miniature cannon or something. Yeah, I don't know. that would that'd be neat. But um, I don't know. It, it's it's got a shelf life to it, I think, sure. but I, it was fun. Like, you know, you're like, Oh, I'm in a robot and you got like two burly, odd quirky looking pirates staring <laughs> at you. Like you're trying to row yeah. somewhere, you know? Uh, That's so yeah, it's fun. It's got its humor and, uh, it's got its function too. Like I said, you can, you know, you don't have to get, you don't have to just get, um, supplies and then get a mermaid cause you can't carry anything with you back to the boat. Now you can. Right. So I think that solves that issue. Yeah, it is nice to be able to think about how if you're able to, to find certain treasure chests or other riches, instead of like just floating in the water, you can put it in the rowboat and then try and make it back to the, the main ship that you have. I am curious to see if Rare is going to introduce fishing in the game. I would love to do fishing in the game. I think that that would be an ongoing thing that gamers would have a lot of fun with, especially if they do the whole fish part right. Where like, if you're fishing and just the gameplay mechanic of having your, your, your fishing rod kind of go up and down and you're trying to reel it in that sort of thing. And then based on what you get, just how funny the fish could look, yeah. or maybe they're not even fish at all. Maybe they're turtles or it's like an electric eel or I mean, giant crab. I mean, literally it, it, it turns into kind of one of those fun, like Pandora's box, Acme factory box kind of things where you don't know what you're going to pull up from the water. That's a lot. I mean, that's a lot of fun. Like, yeah. And especially I would love to do that in a rowboat. I would love to be able to just be in a rowboat in the middle of the ocean. And then of course, maybe have different aquatic life based on which part of the map that you're, you're in. I think that'd be a lot of fun. I also think that being able to somehow integrate the Maglodon into something like yeah, that, would just be that so amazing. Being able to also have a photo mode where you can take pictures. I think that'd be awesome. Like based on, you know, real life, when people go fishing, they like to take pictures of what they caught. You know, they're standing next to it and stuff. There is a, there, there is a lot. Oh, 
<laughs> or if they put it, it's like, let's say you're on a, on the server, right? And you're playing the game and you catch something and you catch it really big, you take a picture of it. And then later on, I happen to be on the same server, but it didn't really matter. Like I could be on anybody's server, right? But if you go in the tavern and that, like the latest big catch. Oh my of, gosh, that's <laughs> brilliant, dude. The tavern, you just like, have it be on the walls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, that's a great idea. Like, like that would be something that would be fantastic for Rare to listen to and consider because well, again, you're building your community by that. And, and especially like if you had a little plaque that has yeah. like the gamer's name. Right. I mean, you, you could somehow build some like fisherman notoriety within Sea of Thieves and that would just be brilliant. Yeah. I mean, it would just be the coolest thing. And so, yeah, I'm curious to see if they're going to be going down that road and exploring it or not. Um, I really like the graphics going back to the graphics of, of the forsaken shores portion. Uh, really love all the glowing embers, the glowing crystals that are kind of just jettisoning out from the boulders. I love the colors of everything, how just ashy it is. And just, it, it just is not a, uh, person friendly environment, right. which is just, it's really cool. It's, it's a nice departure from what we have seen in the other parts of the world. Um, I also like the treasure chests. Um, also some of the, the accessories that you're able to get, like for instance, if you go up to, I always forget the guy's name, but it's the, the bilge rat dude that's in the, the, the taverns that you can always talk right. to. Like, yeah. I don't know his name. His name's Duke. Is that I think it's it Duke. Yeah. Anyway, he now sells certain types of forsaken-oriented items that you have to purchase with doubloons, which for me personally, I'm saving my doubloons because I want to be able to actually right. level up my character. And I'm curious to see if some of those items have a time limit on them where like if a month goes by, maybe Rare will take some of those down. And so then that becomes more of an exclusive item for those who did actually use some of their doubloons to purchase it. Which I can see. I mean, that'd be cool to have like as a, a bragging rights thing. But there are a lot of things that are cool. I really dig the skins for um, the ships. The In fact, I, I yep. finally bought my very first skin yep. last night when you and I are playing. I just love it. I think it's great. It's the crab one. I don't even know what the correct like name of it is, but just love the color pattern. Love uh, the figurehead on, on the front of the, of the ship. And so it's fun to be able to see um, some of the others. Our friends have already purchased the Kraken one as well as the the Forsaken uh, skins from Duke as well, which both look fantastic. I mean, they, they, they did a really nice job with it. And of course, they have like the weapons and that sort of thing that can be purchased as well that have kind of that, that going theme. Right. And that's something that they've done with the, the previous DLC packs as well. You know, uh, they, <coughs> they fixed the... Uh, the little bug that, well, I don't, it wasn't really a bug. I think it was intended, but the, uh, for the inventory. So when you went to get a, go to a barrel to load back up on your cannonballs and your fruit yes. and your planks and whatnot, you don't have to hit that button a ton of times to get it out. And you can just hit it once and you're done and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I so when they had updated the UI initially, I hated it. I thought that it was just not conducive at all to, a game like this, which which by and large is an adventure game, but you have times when it's straight up action. Like you have to be able to access your items very quickly, whether it's having to get planks to you know patch up your boat while it's sinking, or if you're under attack and you need more cannonballs, or you need more health and you need bananas. Like just the the amount of clicks needed to get to those different items was just ridiculous, and also having to like swap back and forth between these two inventory menus was just 
it, they, they've, they made a, a big step in the right direction with the um, fixes that, that you're talking about for this latest DLC. I mean, I, I love going up to a barrel instead of having to like hit the X button five times to collect five planks. I just click it once and it just collects everything from that barrel. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know if there are anything else that they had fixed within the UI itself. When you go into the inventory, there is something that's kind of funky. Um, one thing that comes to mind are the cursed cannonballs that you get. The only way that we know how to actually access those to place them into the cannons is you have to pause the game and then go to like, I don't know what, what your inventory, your inventory, and then literally select what you, which cannonball, which cursed cannonball you want, and then put it into the cannon. I think that that is um, a flawed approach. I think that there needs to be a more streamlined way of doing so. Like, for instance, something as simple as like, you know, where you store your, your, your normal cannonballs on the ship. When you go to those barrels, that inventory screen itself should be able to house the normal cannonballs and the different types of cursed cannonballs. So that way you can just quickly grab what you need and then be able to like within your wheelhouse, when you click the right bumper, <clears> be able <throat> to easily access the different types of cannonballs. You can still do that, Russ. I you, couldn't get it to work. You Well, so yeah, you can store. So you have your inventory screen with all the open holes and everything. You can store stuff. And then you go to the barrel, and the barrel has its own little inventory. You can just stuff it and whatever in there. But you can, yeah. And I've stuffed all the different cursed cannonballs along with the regular. <coughs> Excuse me. <laughs> the the regular cannonballs in there, and you just pick whatever whichever one you want. The inventory that that you're talking about is like the resource inventory, where okay, you have a little turn wheel with uh-huh. all your stuff. Yep. And then you've, in, in case you want to make the other crew vomit compulsively um <laughs> you have to go to your resource menu and then grab that ball and then put it in there kind of makes you slow down a little bit like oh i really need to aim this shot because i only have one of these things you know right, yep. um and you don't want to um i mean i guess it would be the same amount of time if you had to turn if it accessed the menu wheel and then hit another button to access a different wheel maybe the same amount of time i don't know but you definitely won't make the mistake of loading the wrong cannonball in there that's for sure yeah i guess for me because the cursed cannonballs are more rare, they're not as prevalent as the normal cannonballs. I think I would like there to be within, you know, when you hold down the right bumper and it brings up kind of like that wheel UI that you, that each pirate has, I think I'd like there to be kind of like a a more menu or something where like, if you have multiple cannonballs, you can just choose what between, you know, do you want a regular cannonball? Do you want um, a cursed cannonball? If you do want a cursed cannonball, I mean, they have like five different cursed cannonballs you can choose from. I just think that for me personally, I prefer to hold on to those cursed cannonballs in my personal inventory, not the ship's inventory, and then be able to quickly access them when I need to load a cannon. I think that's where I would like to see them kind of tweak it a bit. Hmm. Did you have any other thoughts about the DLC, Steve? Well, I think... <coughs> oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah. Hmm. See, I'm contagious already. <laughs> so, they, uh, they stick the quest, the, the message in a bottle quests, and barrels now also they are everywhere yeah now. they're everywhere so it kind of i mean I, at first i thought well this is kind of cool they're, they're a lot more prevalent but then i thought well they're not as exciting then because yeah. you know finding it sitting there on the beach you're like ooh, i found something and now you're like oh yeah another one huh should we do this one i don't want to do it anymore. yeah <laughs> well, there's bottles everywhere I'm gonna <laughs> cut my foot <laughs> so yeah there's that but um 
yeah, I, I like how like there's obsidian rocks and stuff like with the lights that that like glitters on them. Because sometimes it gives you illusion that there's something there, but there's not something there. Right. I like the the different looking artifacts that you can find, the different looking skulls, the different looking treasure chests, because that is the change that they needed. Because otherwise, you're going up oh, another castaways chest, uh-huh. uh, another seafarers chest. Okay, you know, same one that I, before, no difference. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I but it it just needs to be more, not, you know, not just all this long time wait and then a DLC and then we're just, it's the same thing for like three or four months and then another DLC. I will, I, I will say that I am thankful this is not like a purchasable DLC and it's all free. Yeah. Because if it was purchasable, I mean, that, that would kill it. What levels are you in the different... Like the the gold hoarders, the order of souls, and the, the merchant alliance. Do you um, know off the top of your head? Yeah, I'm like 41, I think, in the gold hoarders and the um, order of skull soul the souls. Nice. Um, but uh, I think for the merchant alliance, I'm like 35 or 36. Yeah, you're ahead of me in all counts. I am level 39 in gold hoarders. I'm level 37 in order of souls, and I'm 32 in oh. merchant alliance. So you got to get those banana crates, Russ. (laughs) (laughs) Right. You are. (laughs) But again, I think you've been playing it more just because I've taken a break from it in order to play some of these other games. And so Bob's your uncle and you're home in time for tea. (laughs) I think overall though, in conclusion though, I do really like the DLC pack. I've always liked all of the DLC packs for this game. And like just everyone that comes out, it's like, Oh, this is cool. I dig this. You know, I want to see more of this, that sort of thing. And I look forward to seeing what else they drop. I'm, I am definitely looking forward to the pets. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, but just like what we said, I, th- I think that this game will forever have that problem of trying to stay ahead of the game in terms of maintaining player interest. Um, and so it'll just be, you know, I, I'm not going to let that ruin my experience by any stretch. I mean, I, I think that the game is still really fun to play. I mean, it is just an enjoyable game to be able to come on with you and just sail the high seas and just go and just do fun stuff. I mean, I, I think that, that there at its core, there is something that's very addicting, very fun to do, and it's unique unto itself. I think they didn't have a new enemy also. I'm thinking like some sort of underwater enemy. Um, totally agree. I mean, not like the Megalodon and sharks and no, stuff, no, no. but... Um, there are only so many skeletons that you can fight before you're like, <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah, is this another one? all that we have in this world? Yeah, yeah, but it'd be interesting if like... Remember from uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, how some of those pirates looked yeah. uh, when they had like tentacles and stuff, sure. and like coral growing or whatever. I mean, that would be kind of neat to fight also. A nice yeah. addition to just fighting endless skeletons. I mean, they have random skeletons, but they're all just still. They're skeletons. just still skeletons. Yeah. yeah, I totally agree. I think it would be fun to your point. I mean, just in um, Dead Man's Chest, you had the introduction of Davy Jones and you had his crew and his crew were just half man, half sea creature, which was really cool. It's like a, a new kind of look, but totally agree, Steve. Thank you. Or evil mermaids. Huh? 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 Again, that's another great idea. Having mermaids that exist in the game. I don't know if they're going to, if they were evil, maybe some are evil. Maybe some help you. I don't know. I bet there's just, again, there, there are so many different things that they could explore and do in this game that I really, I think one of the things that holds them back is just their, their, their developer team is only so big and they right. can only handle so many things at once. I mean, if they were able to expand 
to three or five times the size of where they are now, then they'd be able to crank out a whole lot more stuff, but they're just not at that level right now. Yeah. Well, that wraps up this particular episode of Joygasm. Make sure you tune in next week. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm for exclusive access to the show. Also, you can follow us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In addition to iTunes and Android, you can listen to our podcast on TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Spotify, and soundcloud.com slash joygasm TV. Last but not least, search Joygasm TV on Twitch to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. We'll see you next week. Stay healthy.